This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick. We have Joey Erickson, or whatever Mike is calling him today. Slim Scotty. Slim Scotty. And with us, it has become a Wednesday tradition, but I don't want people to take it for granted. A Wednesday tradition like no other until spring training, maybe. We we have Derek Holland with us. Good morning, gentlemen. Good What's morning. up, Kevin? How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. How are you guys feeling? Today? I finished Coach Prime this morning. Okay, uh, I finished watching that, and I was like, "Hey, this is a uh, this is pretty pretty okay." I also finished <laughs> watching Willow. Uh-huh. It's hard to describe to people if was you want to get them to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that real quick. And right. I do want to talk about the Mavs, but what I want what to talk about is Disney Plus. Yes. Have okay. you seen the movie Willow? No. All right. It's I was going to bring Kilmer. up Wednesday, but. Wednesday, he's on it right I now. I have one episode it. left. Please, okay. one episode don't, don't left. tell me what happened in the last episode. Pretty good, Mike huh? covered his ears, too. So, yeah, it's actually, I was surprised. I was not expecting that. Well, yeah. I'm surprised that Corey watched Willow because after the first episode of Willow, he came to me and said, don't watch Willow. <laughs> and then he came back and said, you know what? I finished watching the first episode. It's not bad. And I was like, but hold on. Yeah. You said don't watch right. it. Yeah. And you were going to stop watching it. But then you kept watching it and you finished it. Yes, I have finished it completely because you need something to do on the treadmill, right? And something to do. Okay. Like sure. National Treasure can only get me so far, Kevin. You know, so that uh, that episode came out today, too. Do you uh, think if Nicolas Cage was in it, it could get you further? Uh, I mean, I think the story is just good. It doesn't, okay. it doesn't even need Nick Cage, honestly. Oh. But, uh, but the... The, the show Willow, I, I think I may need to go back and watch the movies to reconnect to it. Because it does have some Star Wars elements to it. Sure. Which I think you might find cool. And Lucasfilm. R2-D2's in it? No, but Lucasfilm did take this project over to add it to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So Lucasfilm ran ran it that way. So if you've liked any of like the Mandalorian stuff, you might like this. If you like the way that it's been shot and done. That was something that I picked up on. At first, I was like, nope. It was too, I was like, I don't even know who these characters are. And then Willow popped up, and I was like, back in the game. So Okay. All right. So a kind of recommendation, I feel like, is what I'm taking away from Willow. Kind of, yes. Kind right of a recommendation. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and fire off cut number five, if we can, and get into this Mavs game. Points in the fourth quarter for Terrence Mann. Hardaway just went in for Hardy a moment ago. It has been all Luka down the stretch. A lot of it inside, but this one outside. Swish on the three down to eight. Now, I did ask for positive Joey right there. I appreciate it. The Mavericks do lose 113 to 101 as the Clippers break their losing streak. And pretty early on, it looked apparent that Kawhi Leonard 
was ready to roll, and that could be problematic for the Mavs. Yes, and I will also say thank you, Luca, for giving Zubach three fouls within five minutes of that game. If not, the rebound total was 46 to 32 for oh dear. the Clippers. I think it might have been 72 to three if <laughs> Zubach wouldn't have committed fouls. It is just miserable watching the Mavericks try to get a defensive rebound when the other team would like to get an offensive rebound. Yeah. It's just it's just sad. Uh, and I, it's not fixable. It's not fixable on this team. There's nobody who can fix this problem. Without, like you're saying, internally. Right. With the pl- Dwight okay. Powell's okay. a horrible rebounder, but, you know, give him an A+. because he <laughs> Only a B-plus from Tim Cato. Because he puts his face in the way of things. Um, but, like, it's just watching last night's game is just frustrating because you're watching Paul George not there. You're watching... Um, Reggie uh, Jackson not there. And so you're just watching a team that still is somewhat depleted. But, yes, Kawhi Leonard played great, and that's still a talented team. I don't want to take, hey, the Clippers aren't talented, but I just watched the Mavs. Marvin Powell's putting Even work. Derek Harper, yeah. who refuses to say a negative thing about the Mavericks for the most part on a telecast, and I totally get it. Uh, but he even said the Mavericks' effort right now needs to pick up. Like, as nice as he could say – hey, you guys might want to try a little bit harder in this second quarter, like getting rebounds and stuff like that, because not trying, we know the other team's going to get the rebound. Trying, you're probably still going to give up an offensive rebound on every possession, but maybe not three offensive rebounds if they miss three shots in a row. Now, I have something potentially positive, unless you want to talk more about this game. We certainly can. There's, I mean, it's a one-man show. Okay, Ha-ha! Now let's talk about that one-man show. Is it possible? I was going to say I'll start this case, but I actually started (laughs) this case from an article from The Ringer, so I do not want to uh, take credit away from The Ringer for that. Is it possible that Luka is not only the MVP favorite, he is the most improved player in the league? I know it sounds like an insane contention on its surface, but allow me to further present information to make this case. Luca, his scoring average is up six points per game this year. And if you look at the last three years, that feels like a big deal because it was kind of sitting at about 28. I know one year was closer to 29, but you've seen about 29, 28, 28. Now, his scoring average is up six points a game despite the fact that his usage rate is currently only up 1%. So that's a huge deal. Here's the next part. His player efficiency rating is up 7.3 points. Think about PER in terms of kind of how war gets discussed in baseball. It went from a very good 25 last year to before this game. It was 32.4, which would be the second highest PER of all time. Also, is that good? Yeah, yes. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> Did I break it? It's the uh, second best good <laughs> is what I'm going to go with Okay, here. all right. His true shooting percentage is up 5%, and he's shooting 59% inside the arc. So he's depending less on the three-pointer, and you've seen him get better at getting free throw attempts. I know there are still concerns about that. Go ahead. I was going to say there's still concern, though, with me with defense. Uh, he's improved big time. Last night was a great example of seeing that. I watched the the whole game. I was actually texting with Mike, but then he big-leaked me. Um, but 
I went to sleep halfway through the third quarter. I was like, <laughs> I can't watch this effing ass anymore. Yeah, he told me. Uh, but no. Oh, he, wait. Did he tell you before that? He goes, I'm going to sleep because I can't watch this effing no, ass No, he just anymore. didn't respond. And I figured he probably did fall asleep because, it, one, it was late. It's a late game. And, two, it, it was really bad to start. But yeah. I kept noticing if Luca didn't get a call or, you know, he'd go up and maybe he missed the shot, he would stay back and it became five on four. It was like going on a power play every time yeah. in hockey. No, I hear And it you. just, it, that to me, I love that he's improved a lot on offense, but what about the improvement of defense? You know, it's funny when I get to sit in your seats and thank you so much for that. Sean Sweeney, who's the defensive coach, will scream at Christian Wood when he does that. Get back! He's, get back! Every time Luca does it, Sean Sweeney just sits there. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying a thing to Luca about that. It's just, it's funny to me that if you're Luca, nobody's going to scream at you to get back. If you are another player on the team and they're trying to teach Christian Wood different things on how to kind of be a team player and a winning player, they scream at him to get back and everybody just looks at Luca and go, you can lay there as long as you'd like. Well, and it's an interesting point off of what Derek makes is because I almost wonder if some of the defensive gains, like him as a individual defender, they're there. I sometimes wonder if some of those gains are offset by what you brought up when he's like, I need to stay here and complain about the thing that didn't go my way. Well, I had this example, too, is like for me when and I, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but when Lance Berkman was here, you know, he was always giving me a hard time because, you know, I'd be doing something with the, the veteran guy that I'd have to do whatever it was. Joe Nathan would tell me, hey, you got to go do this. So I would do it. And then Berkman would yell at me because I wasn't somewhere. And then all of a sudden here it is. He's doing something and. He's okay. He's allowed to do it. So it's like there's got to be some accountability in that aspect. And that's why I feel like Luca, he gets upset with a lot of guys for the defense. You know, you see him yelling at people or get position. He's got to also get back too. Like it, it hurts the those other guys because somebody is left open. And we're it looks like sometimes we're running a By zone way, or whatever. I follow all things Mavs on Twitter, which is a good follow if you're a Mavs sure. fan, if you're not following him. I just want to read some of the tweets last night that made me laugh okay. this morning because uh, I obviously turned it off halfway through the third. I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Tim Hardaway has to hold some kind of record for being the most athletic-looking dude with the least amount of defensive ability in the NBA. <laughs> That's, yeah. Get Luka Doncic some help real quick. This is sickening. Uh, he talks about Spencer Dinwiddie needing to be aggressive. I, I retweeted this because this is true. Reggie Bullock is not an NBA player in 2023. Man, you we, I, we've been waiting for the January bump. I will I will say, going back to Dinwiddie, like, I'm not dismissing the idea that he you would like to see him be more aggressive. I think he's had a very good season. Right. I think he sometimes can get dribble happy. For and you're sure. just like, you're not, you're not Luka dribbling 17 times out there where it seems like it'll – End up being a good one. And then the last one I'll read from All Themes Mavs on Twitter. I hate watching Frank Nilakina play basketball. Okay, I want to circle back to that because for Bullock, he has been dreadful in the first half of the season. But I think, at least I was, I don't know if y'all were there, is I was like, yeah, but we kind of saw this last year. And then he was really good starting, like, you know, kicking it up in the second half of the season. And we're still waiting for that. And until you get that, he has been horrendous. As far as Nilakina goes... I sometimes don't understand the distribution of minutes. I'm not saying that Nilakina and Hardy have to do the exact same thing out on the court, but sometimes I'm like, look, you got a pretty good idea of what Nilakina is. Maybe we kick some of those minutes over to Hardy and get a better idea of if he is usable going forward yeah, or how we, usable he is. I just feel like why not? Why can't we just go ahead and let Hardy get out there? Let's get him some more playing time. Let him. Let's see what he's got. He's already shown that he. 
he belongs up here. He's done enough down in the G League. Let him just run up there, get his exposure, or get his, his time up here, develop up here with us. I mean, Luca's going to help him. He's got a good little group that can help him out there. He got injuries. This is the perfect time to let him just run wild. I hate saying this because Neil Akeen is probably a good person, a good teammate, all of those things. But we know he's not an NBA player. He's he's a negative player. He's he's a what I call a human cigar. And that means when he comes in the game, the game is over. And so, you know, the way... Um, oh, for, that's so sad for him. Arbok, I just like... I call those players human cigars. Can I, get, so, can I get the explanation to that? So I'm a little slow. Back uh, in the Boston Celtics heyday where obviously Bill Russell won, what, I don't know how many... 11 championships yeah. and... Um, Help me out here. Why am I drawing a blank on the the Mr. Boston Celtic, the guy who was their Red coach? Arbach. Red Arbach. Red Arbach, when the game was over, not over over, when he saw like three minutes to go yeah, and the Celtics were by 12, smoking a cigar. he would light up the cigar to tell everybody in the arena and it's the other done. team, it's over. Oh, okay. And so I call like Georgia players. when they started eating wings during the national championship <laughs> yeah. game. Hey, that's really? a thing that I happened. Know. That's really a thing happened? that happened. That was awesome. So I, I call guys that Ooh, when they tough. come in the game, the game has been decided. And I feel like Neil Aquina is a human cigar. And so that's fine. There's human cigars on every team. And so Neil Aquino, when he comes in the game, I almost feel like the human cigar has entered. This game is over. Oh, and now that like it's not like Neil Aquino. Like I shouldn't really be talking about Neil Aquino. He means absolutely nothing. But it's like to uh, Dwight Powell, and I know he got hurt last night, which doesn't help the Mavs because they're so depleted with Kleba being out. But you already know he can't play in the playoffs. It's yeah. been determined. He's played in forty playoff games and he's worthless. Jason Kidd knows he is. I mean, last year. Through three different series, he's like, man, I'm trying to play him. I love the kid. He's trying hard. He's doing the best he can do. He's just not an NBA basketball player in the playoffs. And we're having to play him. So when you get to the playoffs, what do you do when you know that he can't help you in the playoffs? I just wanted to throw it out real quick is I wonder how much consideration Jalen Brunson will get for most improved. Because one of the things I've noticed about most improved award. I think Shea has a chance too. I see, because I don't think the award usually actually goes to the most improved player. I think it goes to the most improved, frequently high profile player. And I wonder if they're like, hey, Shea, you were good. Now you're really good. Or Brunson, you were good and now you're really good. And sometimes that is how the voting for those things go. So I wonder if Jalen Brunson will be in the mix. I know to your point you brought it up yesterday. I don't actually think yeah, I don't Luka think Luke will get any get... votes. I'm telling you, though, he has made a big improvement this year as opposed to last year. I'm sure there's guys that we don't think of that were bench warmers, that were human cigars last year, that are now contributing and playing 12 to 20 minutes a night and scoring 10 points a game that might, you know, pop up as kind of – a most improved because they went from a nobody to a somebody. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Destination. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning, fellas. Well, we didn't have Metroplex teams get destroyed yesterday. I know the Mavericks lost, but the Stars won, so that feels like a step in the right sports direction, Mickey. <laughs> Is that how you're, that's your barometer now? Yeah, after what happened with the Commanders and what happened with TCU, I was like, just get me out on a neutral note. Because I was like, there's no football. And then multiple people texted in or hit us up on the Twitch, and they're like, well, don't forget the Mavs and the Stars play. We won it's one. Football. We lost you one. You split, yeah, right? Good enough. Not bad. Absolutely. And the Cowboys didn't get anybody hurt yesterday. That's but, the spirit. But I think there's a moral victory or a, a small victory on the way, Mickey. What's the, that? The first ever NFL Players Association All-Pro team has just been released. I saw that. It was very interesting. Did you see who's not on it? Who is not on it? I will. I know, I know. I will read a couple of he edge is. rushers to you. There's oh. a Bosa, and there's yeah. a Garrett. I will read a couple of off-ball linebackers to you. Fred Warner and one Roquan Smith. Guess whose name's missing, Mickey? Yeah, they kind of missed on Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. So I have a theory about that. We were talking about this off-air, is that like you vote for your positional groups. My theory is that the the edge rushers are like, he's not an edge rusher. And then the the off-ball linebacker's are like, he's not an off-ball linebacker anymore. And the and opposing offensive linemen are like, we don't even know what he is because he lines up everywhere. So well, they like, should have had a designation for football player. There we go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they didn't miss on Cavante Turpin, did they? I guess not. How about that? <laughs> he got it. So now you know why he made the Pro Bowl, right? Sure. Players think he's really darn good. Yeah. As long as the ball doesn't hit him in the face mask. Man, that's a good point. But, like, that's when I start to wonder about the legitimacy. I, it's not about Turpin. It's about, like, when Micah gets left off, I'm like, okay. But the rest of it looked pretty good, didn't it? I'm going to I'm gonna defer to Corey on this. I know about this list because of him. Uh, Yeah, I think the I rest mean, I of the list had a lot of good I mean, I just went over it. I just saw it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, 
okay, I think they got this. Now, I, you know, I did recognize the Micah Parsons missing, but maybe they just didn't understand which position to put him at. Okay. Because he's not a true defensive end, right? No. I mean, they're playing him at defensive end. But I still don't think that's his best position. You're right. What we would like to see if you can do is if you can print out this team. Highlight it. And highlight it and write zero votes uh-huh. and hand it to Micah Parsons and be like, <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. Nobody who plays football thinks you're that great. Well, it yeah. doesn't mean he didn't get any votes, does it? Well, don't worry about yeah, that part, oh, 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 This is a I motivational it. tool. Yeah, yeah. Is just write down, you didn't make it. Uh-huh. And like, you know what? He doesn't miss much. Okay, so he probably already knows. I bet he knows. I Ooh. bet he knows. So if you're looking for points. incentive for <laughs> for Monday night's game, maybe he's got it. Yeah. I just wish they'd move him around, that's all. Yeah, no, I, I'm inclined to agree with you about that. What do you think about, I know we had the same conversation last year, but currently the betting favorite to become the Broncos' next head coach is Dan Quinn. Do you think that makes sense, given that the Broncos... We're trying to get that done last year, and they're like, nah, we're going to take this guy, and then that didn't really work out super well. So my question is, do do I have any other alternatives? Does like, Har- Harbaugh or Peyton do anything for you? Uh, no, no, I don't mean Denver. I mean oh, okay. Dan Quinn. Oh. Is that the best job available? Oh. Hmm. I mean, where's that team going? Because they don't have any draft picks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They sold out for something that, are you sold on that? No. And if I'm the head coach and I got to inherit Russell Wilson for the next, what, five years? Yep. Mm, I don't know. Now, again, the, the reason you're, you know, being interviewed for jobs from teams is because they weren't very good. Uh, but I would have to weigh which team do I have the best chance to turn around and how quickly. Because as you see, some guys start firing coaches every year. Sure. Right? Yes. Well, you had a year, and it's no better. All right, you're out, and let me go find somebody else. So a lot of this, I think it comes down to, um, you know, what are what are my alternatives? Uh, and, and, and weigh that against where I'm at right now. Is there a job out in the world that if you were going to become a head coach that appeals the most? I'm trying to think who has a quarterback I, mean, I can dep- work with. Depending on what you think about Arizona. Padres. I really like what they got. The Padres. Yeah, the Padres. They got Soto. They got a lot of good no, players. There. No. Oh. No. Not that. <laughs> okay. Different different job. Is the morning news looking for a <laughs> hockey writer? Because <laughs> that's a fun beat right now, for sure. Um, no. So how many, what do we got? Five teams? Is that right? I believe that is correct. So help me. Arizona, Carolina, Denver. Yep. Um, Texans? Texans. Nobody wants that one, right? Yeah. And I think I'm probably missing one. Well, and it depends on the Texans. When you're talking about a quarterback that you can work with is... Would would it appeal to you to have? I know they botched getting the number one pick, but would it appeal to you to have the number two pick? And if there was a quarterback that you're like, oh, I can 100% build my well, franchise. is there? I mean, is there one that we know that it's like, okay, I want that guy? I, there, there are some quarterbacks I like, but that's that is tough to say always. Did we say the Colts? Yeah, yeah, and the Colts. You're right. That was the other one I missed. I don't yeah. want that job. You don't want that job either. No. Uh, 
I really did, and I was wrong. I, I'm not the I, biggest I fan of their owner. Out. Okay, I understand. Do we that too. do we see a common thread in in these jobs? Quarterbacks. Yes. Lack thereof. Yes. Yeah. Show me the coach that does a hell of a job without a quarterback that you could sink your teeth into. Yeah. Shanahan. Oh man! Well, man. now, yeah. <laughs> he Maybe had, he should win he's coach had a of the year run this year with you know having to replace quarterback after quarterback. But I think his offense, you know, he does he does a really good job of designing it. You know, a really really good do- job of well, running the and, ball and well then too. they can rely on their defense awfully mm-hmm. awfully well also. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's got so many other weapons. Um, if the quarterback just doesn't totally stink, you know, they they're going to win games. And so, yeah, they, they've kind of pieced it together. Uh, but that job's not available, right? Yes. Nope. Okay. So, yeah, so think about it. Quarterback, head coach. Quarterback, head coach. Right, I mean, now, it's, it's – Now I don't want the Denver job. <laughs> I'm out on the Denver right? job. I mean, why, why, do you, why, did, why did they think Seattle was ready to part ways with him? I mean, look, I think everybody in sports at one time or another falls victim to the I'm smarter than everybody else syndrome. Right, I can do it. You don't know how to manage it, Exactly, right? and I think that's what happened. Well, I wonder if the head coach was was on board with that. I, yeah, because if he wasn't, I would I would be standing there and be like, why are you firing me? I told you not to go get yeah, Russell right? Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So I thought we were going to get Aaron Rodgers. From so maybe that. the best part of the Denver job is the, the the owner said you're reporting to me. Was that the one? Yeah. That you're not the, the GM. We're going over his head. You uh, you report to me. Um, so that might say, okay, I got a chance here. But again, you're married to that quarterback, right? And you don't have any draft choices. No, no. If I if I want to get back and be a head coach somewhere, I, I I don't know that I dive back in there. Mickey, the I, I I claim that there is some stability in Cowboys land for the first time in a long time. And mm-hmm. even even with Jason Garrett, you you still had a little bit of a roller coaster through seasons with with him. What is it that Mike McCarthy does that you've that you've been able to see that has lent to back-to-back playoff seasons, back-to-back 12-win seasons, and what like the future looks like. It looks pretty bright with McCarthy. I think he's done a good job of developing a total offense and defense. I mean, I should say a total roster. That uh, they the, the depth on this roster uh, has been pretty good uh, for them to be able to overcome injuries. And I think he's done a good job of not just browbeating his players, mm-hmm. like just, you know, just going on and on again about the bad stuff. Um, you know, if you see how he reacted to the loss to Washington, and, and, and he know they stunk, and, and he basically said it, we're going to watch it, we're going to burn it. Uh, but then he followed up with, you know, we did and he didn't say it this way but he meant it you know we did win 12 games and and i'm going to look at our body of work over the entire season instead of just one game uh and so i think uh it helps create some self-confidence not false confidence but self-confidence uh in his team uh i think he's done a good job of managing the coordinators uh and putting together uh, after you know th- working on it for what three years, pretty pretty good coaching staff. 
also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think just the way he's overseeing everything, I think, has been uh, really, uh, really good. And, you know, and, and putting together this roster, maybe they've got something that is sustainable. Now, somebody's going to argue, well, they hadn't won anything. I get it. But they did win 12 games in two years in a row. Uh, and, and so there's something to be said for that. Uh, now, you know, obviously you got to go into the playoffs and, and start, you know, doing business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, yeah, to answer your question, I just think the way he's managed the whole thing, uh, I think it's been uh, pretty good. And being able to work with, you know, the front office with Will McClay and Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones. And um, I, th- I think he's been really, really good uh, from a people person standpoint of, of holding this thing together. You think that's all those things you just said, do you think it's really easy to replace just like in a year? What do you mean replace like in if, a year? Like if there, the question is, hey, if right now the question that's floating around is, is there anything, and Jerry said no yesterday, is right. there anything that can happen in this game that would cost McCarthy his job? And for all the things you said, I think that like what he's accomplished, like it's not easy to just say, hey, we're just going to you know put another person in there and it just changes every, and, and it's going to be better. Well, I, I think the people, uh, and, you know, we heard from Jerry, right? And, okay, fine. But I think that what you have to consider is, so if I change head coaches because I don't like what happened in the playoffs, am I guaranteed the new guy's going to come in here and win 12 games? No, not at all. And am I guaranteed that he's going to come in and he'll be the difference winning a playoff game? And, no. and. You know, when a new guy comes in, he wants to do it his way, right? He's not going to just, you know, take a handoff and go, okay, we're going to do all the stuff, same stuff with the same people, with the same uh, coordinators, with the same system. Yeah, a lot right? of things change. I mean, the only one I know did that was Switzer. Yeah. Think about it. And, you know, they went back to the NFC title game. Now, they didn't win it, uh, but he didn't come in and change everything that was working well. He, he just took the handoff and, you know, sat back and, you know, maybe that's what they needed. And, you know, it kind of worked for two years, almost two and a half, and then it fell apart the fourth year. Uh, but, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of head coaches, they come in, they're going to do it their way, and they're going to bring in their people, and it's almost like, okay, now we're starting over. Uh, now, is, is that the answer if you're unhappy with back-to-back 12-win seasons? Probably not, at least that. I mean, that's what Jerry said. That seems to be what the writing on the wall is. Excellent insight. Tomorrow, we need to talk about those playoff jerseys. We're going to do that tomorrow. Oh, are they going to be in the wrong color? No, they're in the Navy, and I know— Is that good or bad? Uh, well, history will tell you bad. I don't know. If oh, but you, but, but Kevin thinks it's good. Maybe. It sounds like yeah, it. That's right. <laughs> now he's going to have some evidence to back that up tomorrow. That's right. Thank you very much, Mickey. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> See ya. There you go. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it is Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassick and Derek Holland. MLB Network's top 10 closers right now. Who can we pluck next? After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We'll talk about this a little bit more as the show goes on, but it looks like Tua is out mm-hmm. for this weekend, and it's not looking great for Lamar Jackson either. So I don't know if you're going to cross a couple of those uh, playoff games off the list of interest. But right now, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassick and Derek Holland. Derek, I want you to choose where I go here first, oh. and it might it might cover the whole conversation. You want to hit the yeah, mic on button? Gosh, I've never dude. done that Ooh. yet. Can I choose first for Derek to turn his mic on? And then yeah. well, can like I choose for Joey to turn Derek's mic Man, on? Man, uh, Joey's flexing. It's like he forgot I was here. Yeah. You're 35 years old, day. Derek. My 36, first question know is, your friends. Okay. Man, just say you're 35. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know this song well? Like, do you remember this song as a kid or was it past your time? This song? Yeah. It was past my time. Okay. This is This Week in Baseball with Mel Allen's theme oh, song. Oh, never mind. I know what this is then. So, um, okay. <laughs> I just don't memorize that. Okay. So, my my two things that I want to talk about, and maybe we only get to one today, so we might not get to talk about the other one. Maybe so. Would you like to talk about MLB Network's top 10 relievers right now, or would you like to talk about what's going on on social media slash Instagram with all of these coaches supposedly that know everything man i really like that let's let's go there so i was just on instagram and i was asking you a question on how do you share things on instagram because like on twitter if i see i was talking about all things mavs earlier i just retweet them right so now all the people that are following me it goes to all of them that they can see this tweet that i retweeted it doesn't mean you like it or dislike it it just means like hey i want to throw that out on my post although you do know that like that has become the thing is if you retweet that you like yeah exactly um so the thing is on instagram i was like well i want to show my wife's oakliff pediatrics off a little bit more but i'm not exactly sure how to share that with i don't have many followers on instagram i don't even know what my instagram is but if you want to follow me if you type in Mike Bassick, it'll it'll be there. I don't post too much. That was a great have, way to promote yourself. I have two good, good. whole posts on Instagram at Oh Thank Kevin. Two okay. ever. At least you know your name. So you're telling me I hit the arrow thing and then I can share it with specific people who follow me or I can just put it on my story. Correct. Right? Okay, so that ends that. But I find these things, Derek, and they're all on my Instagram and I don't know how they get there. All of these people who are wolves in sheep's clothing, and that's what I want to call them, okay? Okay. is 
they played, let's say, high school baseball or let's just say like maybe a little bit of small college. Nothing against people that went to Blinn or Navarro and played there. Those are good junior college programs. But then that ended their time playing baseball. And then they never went on to coach at any major place. They're just kind of maybe coaching a select team or maybe they have a facility that they work out of. And then they get thousands upon thousands of followers and they post these videos and they're good at posting videos but they have no clue what they're teaching. They're not good at teaching this. They 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 say things that are really wrong and they're 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 teaching a whole bunch of people and making a lot of money off of people that cuz they don't know it, it it drives me insane that there's so many devils in disguise out there that are making money off of people. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating to watch is you know for somebody like I, I get tagged on a lot of this stuff when it comes to the pitching stuff and watching guys do hitting drills. When you get tagged, I'm just curious because it'll fit into this conversation. When you get tagged, is it usually just so you see it or are people like, what just do so you, you think it. about this? It's it's usually like, look at this. Look how ridiculous this okay, is. Okay, okay. You know, there was one that I know Mike gets tagged in him too on his Twitter. Yeah. And this dude was on these, I don't know what they are. The It's like a, a ball and he's trying to balance and hit at the same time. It was something so stupid. It's like we're not teaching the game the right way. And then you're, for me personally, if my kid wants to get lessons, and let's say I've never played baseball, I want to go to somebody who actually has real experience in the game that's been around it. They're going to have a lot more knowledge than, I hate saying it, but the nerd that reads stuff and is like, oh, this is what this says and analytical stuff. I want somebody who's actually experienced it and been around it and learned that way. Because to me, so, that's the okay. best teacher. I, I'll put it this way to you, Kevin. Okay. You say you go to a talking doctor. Sure. But that's yes. a psychologist. That's a trained Correct. psychologist. They went to school for that. They Correct. got a degree from that. Maybe they got a master's from that. Correct. You want to know all of their education on why are you going to give them all of this information about you and how they can help, right? 100%. And when people reach out to me to talk, I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm here and I'll talk to you. But you should probably like get with NAMI yeah. North Texas or like somebody professional. I was like, I can yeah. talk to you until you're ready for that. This but hap- I hear you. This happens in the world of psychology too. Is that people who didn't get a degree in it, didn't learn it, but they read a book or two on it, and they kind of look at other They're people who go. have a degree. They're yeah. like, I am now going to be a personal coach for anybody. Who- I'm not going to call myself a psychologist because I can't like I I legally can't I can get in a lot of trouble for that but I'm going to become this personal coach this personal life coach that really doesn't have the degree to do it they've just maybe gone to a psychologist and they're going to use the things that they've been told or slash taught in their life and then they're like now I'm going to make thousands of dollars doing this yet I really don't have the background or education to do it, and that's what's driving me insane right now. Is baseball and, is adopting that, yeah. or some folks are adopting that model. And and that's what's driving me insane is this. You don't have to play professional baseball to be a professional coach or to be a great coach. But what I need to see from your resume on Instagram, and I'm really trying to help out people right now that are looking at baseball as like, hey, my kid likes baseball, or I want them to like baseball, and I want them to go get taught by somebody who knows a lot more than I know. That person, even if they only played high school baseball, fine, you only played high school baseball. Did you go on and coach at, like, let's say, a high school program for 10 years? Then after that, did you coach at, like, let's say, Navarro or Blinn for five years? Then did Texas Tech or somebody like Oklahoma hire you to be a coach for a while? And then, like, hey, then they decided to drop out of coaching at the high school, college level. But you look at their resume, and they literally coached 
young men or kids for a good 10 to 20 years where you can look at their resume and say, man, they did a good job here. But it, it seems like these people are lying to people. Derek, how many times do you get told that somebody you can I, I'm I'll gonna, stop I'm right gonna now. come back? Yeah, let me hold Go this ahead. question one Go second. Ahead. I want to ask you two because you guys are both you guys got kids. They want to get involved in sports. Eventually, Noah's going to be a stud baseball player. So uh, true. If you're going to get lessons, do you want a guy who's got actual experience at the highest level or a guy that's never really experienced anything? I send you my videos of my kid. That's true. You did. So I, I, kn- I but at know the same two time, people like, that played the game and I asked them for information. You feel more confident asking. And I'm not saying we have all the answers. Yep. But at the end of the day, we have the most experience. Yeah. So you want somebody who's ex- actually experienced all this and rather than some guy that you know, like he just said, oh, I played high school baseball. I never went on to coach. I never played at another level. And now I'm going to give lessons. But now I know all the answers. Correct. See, what? I And see, I think I would be I, I would be super intrigued as well is if like, even if you never advanced past high school baseball, but you're like, but I have been coaching baseball or I've been doing this for years and years and years. Even then I would be like, okay, you we, have been shaping yes. and guiding young people. Here's the other thing. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Baseball Reference literally has documented every person who has ever played minor league or major league baseball. People lie all of the time. Right now, if you're getting lessons, if your kid is taking lessons from somebody and they say they've played double A or triple A baseball or they're a they're a former professional player in any way, shape, or form, if you spell their name correctly on baseballreference.com, they will come up, whether they played five games of independent baseball yeah. for the Fort Worth Cats, it will come up. Mm-hmm. So there is also a lot of people lying. And it's it's driving me insane because it keeps popping up on my Instagram somehow. And there's these professional liars and they're devils. They're horrible human beings stealing money from you. And maybe they believe their witchcraft. They might believe it, but they literally have no background at all on what they're doing what they're saying, and they can't see anything. And what I mean by that is, Derek, when we watch a kid throw a baseball after about 10 to 20 throws, we can see whether it's two things or 10 things. We can immediately see a lot of things that we want to help with. But if you have been a person, there's dads that have done this to my dad. They have taken lessons from my dad. Their their kid took lessons from my dad. And then after a couple years of going to my dad's backyard and their kid taking 20 or 30 lessons, they go, I know it all. I've listened to Mike Bassick Sr. teach my kid. Now I know how pitching works. The problem is, is my dad is only telling that one individual these things through a couple years on how to help. He's telling five different kids five other different things that they need help with in a different way to get that message across to them because they have different things going on with their mechanics than that kid does. And these dads then think, I know it all because I've heard it from. So they just repeat what my dad said. No matter what the kid is doing, the kid, your kid might have had an acute angle with their arm and he's got to get them to a right or obtuse angle. But the other kid is opening up early with their front side. But my dad never taught your kid that because your kid does a good job of keeping his front side closed. And then they're like, well, I've, I don't know about this front side thing. I'm just teaching exactly what Mike Bassick said. And so they just try to regurgitate what a professional coach is actually trying to teach. Yeah, I mean, it's they're all there's different methods of madness, but it's like at the end of the day, some of these guys just want to get their they want to try to get credit for it. They want to try to put their name yeah. out as if they're going to get credit like, "Oh, I made this," even though they don't have the actual knowledge of what they should be helping this kid with. I will say this, if a person is on Instagram 
and they're really good at posting videos on Instagram on this is an X and this is a check mark or whatever. You need to be weary of that person because they have figured out a way on how to fool people. They are David Koresh. They are whoa, Keith Raniere. Whoa. They are trying to steal your kids' dreams. They are trying to steal your money. money. You need to really watch out for the people who can post on Instagram these beautiful videos with background music and all of these things because as good as it looks to your eyes when you don't know, those are the people that know how to fool you and trick you and steal your kids' dreams and steal your money the best. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, NFL Fiction or nonfiction. What? Plus, I get an update about Damar Hamlin. What You're going to like. We'll do it us. next right here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.